0: Okay, George. Crap. <laughs> Welcome to Kings of the Hill, Season 2, Episode 2, Texas City Twister. I'm Jordan. I'm Jesse. I grew up in Texas. I grew up in Maine slash new york slash new england right yeah Yeah. smaller than texas my my texas everything's smaller than texas my texas bona fide is that i lived through the fort worth twister of the 90s that took down the bank one building or at least decimated the bank one building and during this tornado my folks and i went out in the middle of the street and we're like where's the tornado (laughs) smart and it was like it was like two blocks away from us, like, destroying the 7-Eleven that we always no, went to. I mean, and we were just, like, standing out in the middle of the street, and we're like, we had, I mean, we had the whole, like, mattress thing set up in the bathtub, and we were, like, all prepared, but then I'm, like, like, we didn't hear that's anything. That's no fun. Yeah, so we just went out there, and, like, several of our neighbors were out in the street, and we're like, yeah, we don't see anything. <laughs> wow. It's probably a similar attitude that my dad had today. There's actually a bomb threat on the naval or the military base that's connected to lockheed and i texted oh, my mom well, and i was like is dad home she's like no he's at work and i was like you know there's like a bomb threat and she's like oh oh no here let me check and then she just said it's like yeah it's probably just business as usual with dad <laughs> <I> was like <laughs> nice. i'll be fine so uh my tornado story is uh my wife and i we were dating at the time we were at a, a fish show in ohio and it had been raining off and on and we, like, all of a sudden, all the staff, because, like, at a fish show, you show up, like, hours early and just sort of party in the parking lot. It's mm-hmm. just the thing you do. So, it's the middle of the afternoon. All the event staff just run to one end. And we're like, "Uh, what's the deal with that? They're like, tornado's coming. Hide. We're just, you know, <laughs> 20,000 people in a parking lot. The Frady Hole. <laughs> yeah. And no one's from there. So, people are like, Uh, uh what do we do? And there's, like, this giant ditch down at the end of of the parking lot and so danielle like starts hurting people that way <laughs> but there's this one dude with this like camper van who's bungee cording himself to the top of the camper van in his lawn chair oh my god <laughs> he's like i'm what? riding it out up here man <laughs> and we're like okay dude have fun with that oh um, god. tornado actually passed like across the street from the place wow and as we all came out of this ditch afterwards the dudes on top was there like man the sign from the steak and shake was going over there and the home depot sign went that way that was cool <laughs> <laughs> wow like, you sir have taken too many drugs yeah <laughs> it's like it's it's not the wind that kills you <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's the flying stuff yeah <laughs> golly but that is insane it- morning hon
1: morning uncle hank
0: Uh oh i I called you hon and i'm naked so yeah so we start the episode and and it's just kind of like a a scene from from the slice of life yeah home in the morning home in the morning yeah and and hank is uh horrified to find out that uh luann has mixed his underwear with her unmentionables Well, first, it's super creepy. Kind of the, like, Hank oh. going in to kiss Luann. Yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't have his glasses on and yeah. assumes it's Peg. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually very... This actually, this is a very similar beginning to episode 104, Luann's saga, where Hank wants her to move out. Like, he kind of yeah. is feeling crowded in by Luann and wants to push her out into, on her own. Right. And so, he, it, it's, that's kind of like the... Uh, the trajectory of the episode, but they actually kind of pull a, a left turn in the, uh, like, emotional narrative, and we'll get to that later. Yeah.
1: Ooh, laundry, hot out of the dryer. Mm-hmm. Oh, 6
0: a.m., and already the boy ain't right. What? Well, but we also have Bobby walking around in just a shirt, and then <laughs> just the really creepy animation of him putting on underwear. <laughs> and then taking off his shirt yeah we have more of the hill men in their underwear than we really ever need in this episode (laughs) which what family is everyone up at 6 a.m yeah like really really? yeah (laughs) who's up doing laundry at 6 a.m especially not bobby no well and like i used to be a real early riser even on the weekends Hmm. like i would like get out of bed at seven in the morning wow just because i was awake now Mm -hmm. it's like no way noon is like my uh your natural starting point yeah and like two or four is like my three i think three three thirty three thirty or four is like my natural go to bedtime wow sometimes i'm like man i need to live on like the farm <laughs> yeah but on the farm you have to be up at like six in the morning to go but like you like feed the cows and but don't you wake up naturally like once you get on yeah the, once you get on the rhythm yeah so i wouldn't do that bad yeah They have to feed cows, though. I wouldn't have a computer. I couldn't go to the big city and play the guitar. (laughs) Moving on.
2: Hello, is there a Luann Platter living here?
0: Well, who wants to
2: know? Shiny Pines Trailer Park. Miss Platter owes six months back rent. You must have that wrong, mister. Luann doesn't have any trailer. That's why she lives here. So she does live here.
0: Don't play mind checkers with me, man. I'm not in the mood. Still hanging out at the house, and Hank is reading *Propane Illustrated* when the door ring, <laughs> yeah. the doorbell rings. So I guess that that calendar that he had in episode 102 was from the, the *Propane Illustrated* swimsuit yes. calendar, <laughs> probably. We learned from a guy that Luann still owns a trailer in the trailer park and mm-hmm. owes six months back rent. Yeah, so um, it, this is like the guy who's like, "You've been served," or is he the owner of the? Uh, he's. I think he's like the owner. Oh, okay, because yeah, he's. Got a crowbar and he's looking for money. Yeah. Or a wrench he's like, or something. He's got the, yeah, he's got the big wrench.
2: Yeah. Sir, if you're calling me a liar, you better be holding something stronger than an umbrella.
0: Nine iron.
2: Y'all have a nice day.
0: Uh, so after this, Hank sees a way out with yep. Luann. Because so. he had just assumed that the trailer was gone. Yeah. You know, but no, we, we learned that it's just been tipped over. <laughs> <laughs> like a cow. Yep. Apparently cow tipping isn't really a thing. Or like cows lay down when they sleep. Right, they sit down. And it's like nigh impossible to push one over. I guess a little bit of my uh innocence is gone though. <laughs> I dreamed of a time when there was cow tipping.
2: That trailer cannot be livable, Hank. It's full of broken dishes and broken dreams.
0: Sort of becoming a routine of the arguments between Hank and Peggy. Mm. you know, he sees this as his big opportunity to or and the new big opportunity to get Luann to move out and and Peggy's really upset. You know? So we'll clean it.
2: Hank. If they had a sponge that cleaned up broken dreams, Woolworths would still be in business.
0: Now, did you ever shop at Woolworths? Was no, that thing? I have no idea what it is. You, oh, you don't know what Woolworths is? Um, is it a wool shop? Like, is everything made out of wool? No, not everything's made out of wool. Oh, okay. Um, it was like one of the first department stores. Oh. Um, but it was like in every small town. It was like hmm, sort of the proto Walmart. It was like in every small town in America it had a Woolworths. Interesting. And like they had a lunch counter and... Hmm. You know, so a lot of like the civil rights movements, you'll see like, you know, the Woolworths oh. lunch counter sit ins and stuff. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, they all had lunch counters where people go have lunch. But yeah, they were just basically like department stores that were in every town, like sort of on every town square, main drag kind of thing. Right. Yeah, there was one like in the mall that I grew up going to probably oh, until okay. I was like nine or hmm. ten was the last time I remember it. So being this, what did they like just? closed down whenever this episode was made yeah it was probably pretty recent because this would have been like what 97 yeah it's kind of interesting how quickly that fades out of the uh out of memory yeah yeah like the collective memory too because i'm I'm familiar with like stuff that i've never experienced just through like pop culture references but right woolworth doesn't really have doesn't ring yeah with you
2: i could get you an army tank from the base you know there's nothing better for pushing
0: Except for maybe a bulldozer, but of course they, they lock those up. So yeah, now we're outside getting the winch set up on the truck. Yeah. Um, and I love that Bill offers up a tank from the base. Yeah, <laughs> but he can't use the bulldozers because yep. they lock those they up. They keep those locked up. <laughs> <laughs> there's a really there's a lot of really subtle like jabs at like military. Yeah. Did I tell you last episode that like they had a whole staff of like. Texas writers. No. And so they'd always kind of, like, quiz them on... Because they had, like, a... Not a whole staff, but, like, they had 15 writers for the show. Yeah. And, like, a subset of them were, like, all from Texas. And so they would, like, quiz them on all these, like, aspects and stuff. Because you can definitely tell the insider. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, no, that reminded me of the, uh, the Simpsons episode where Bart has ADD and goes and steals a tank. Oh, right. From the military. There was a... In Fredericksburg they have a military museum. Yeah, yeah. And like you can just climb in the tank. Yep. I don't know I don't know if it probably doesn't work. Yeah, I'm sure it's well oh, I mean like I, like the I'm sure they none of the guns or turrets or anything work, but I, w- I would kinda wonder wonder, like, how would they get, get it there? You know? They have to like drive it. Yeah, I don't and know. And they probably keep it operational so they can move it, right? I don't know if they would need to move it though. Yeah. Probably
1: not. Sorry, Suge. I get to anchor eyewitness weather tonight. There's high winds blowing. Might be a tornado. This could be the disaster I've been waiting for. So keep your fingers crossed. Well, what about my supper? I left a carton of cigarettes on the table.
0: So as they're all preparing to go and flip over the trailer, Dale's asking about dinner, which is a carton of cigarettes. (laughs) And uh, we find this is our first foreshadowing of the the tornado tonight because Nancy is all excited about... Yep, she's she's going in to anchor the weather. Yeah, which uh, there, it's it's kind of there's a lot of these that happen. Like Nancy's always excited about like terrible news. <laughs> yeah, because she always gets to kind of have, like a, a spotlight yeah. during that time. Like there's a forest fire that happens, and she's super excited about that. And like in the midst of the fire and yeah, all that stuff. Which yeah, that's that's kind of the uh, they do a similar jab at like local news, like sensationalist local news a lot. And um, kind of reminds me of Nightcrawler once again. We've talked about Nightcrawler, right? I don't know. With um, Brokeback Mountain and Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> th- so Jake Gyllenhaal is a nightcrawler and he's like this this sociopath who uh, buys a camera and then he goes out and films terrible car wrecks and like the bloody aftermath and stuff. Oh, lovely. Uh, and then sells it to news stations yeah. for like profit. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Look at all those pretty trailers. Hey,
2: man, it's a dang old good old deal, man. I tell you what, 100 bucks a month, man, you get them hookups and get them old dang two-top
0: to- jiggling around everywhere and whatnot, man. It's nothing but a dang old trash, man. So out at the trailer park, getting ready to flip this trailer. Yeah. We, we find
2: out that <laughs> trailer, trailer parks are some of your largest consumers of propane, right behind school buses and
0: crematoriums.
2: Top yes, three. That's right. On the drivers of out. propane.
0: Do they? I mean, I've seen propane-powered trucks. Do they have a lot of propane-powered school buses? I think they might. I thought that was like a thing. I th- yeah, but weird, I don't weird no. power source. I don't know if it's propane or natural gas or what. Yeah, but I remember there was a thing about like because school buses, you know, they're all giant diesel trucks that drive around. Right. Yeah. As we're driving by, you actually see a uh, you, you see a, a trailer with a Confederate flag painted on yes. the back. You notice that too. Yeah. I think I don't. I don't think you could un- not notice it whenever no, you're given yet. current events. Confederate flags just sort of jump out at you. It's it's so weird because usually people who have Confederate flags are so shy and and, and and keep keep it to themselves and keep everything to themselves. <laughs> I was really shocked. We, uh, my wife and I, went on a trip to Arkansas last fall, um, and we're driving through this little town mm-hmm. near where we were camping, and it's like. The town hadn't progressed. Like, no buildings were older than the 50s. Oh, wow. And, like, a couple of businesses had, like, Confederate flags hanging out front. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, okay. Okay. This is a super creepy small town. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Deliverance. Yeah. Let's not get out here. (laughs) It's like, it's like whenever Hank drives into Dallas and he like presses the door lock button. It's like, and they also had like the smallest public library I've ever seen. Like the building could not have been larger than 20 by 20. I was like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. World's smallest library. Lots of Confederate flags around. (laughs) There's a correlation. There's a joke in here somewhere. Yeah or just a sad truth.
2: <laughs> okay, boomhauer crank up the winch.
0: So as they're as they're trying to get the trailer tipped back over, it actually pulls Hanks truck <laughs> up, <laughs> up on, on top, top of, it. of it, yeah. And then they have to build a ramp down. Yeah, which seems to me that like the truck would have pretty severely damaged yeah the trailer if it's sitting on top of it
1: maybe i mean especially maybe those... upside down
0: it's not made well, it's on its side well no at that point it was upside down yeah because it had sort of well that'd rolled. be the frame though right that'd be pretty sturdy or oh but it'd have all the uh like all the workings so the... yeah well no you don't have like trailers don't have any engines or anything it's just like an axle yeah yeah so. But still, it's not made to a be upside down and b be upside down with an extra like yeah you know what twenty thousand pounds of weight on it yeah so yeah they build a build a ramp pull it down and uh, as the truck comes down Boomhauer then loses control and knocks over another trailer and the guys just take off, take off. <laughs> <laughs> which is. Which is kind of a weird thing for Hank. Like, usually Hank's like, yeah, he's Mr. Upstanding Citizen. Yeah. Or his, his prior experience with the uh, trailer park owner. Right. Probably informed his decision. Yeah, didn't want to mess with him anymore.
1: Do you think Alex Chebeck is sexy Aunt Peg? Get out of my mind,
0: Luanne. So we get back home and, and Hank uh, excitedly reveals that the, the trailer is back in working order. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. You missed the question of the day. Do you think Alex Trebek is sexy? (laughs) (laughs) He's the one with the mustache, right? Oh, yes. So, yes. That was actually a big scandal a couple years ago when he shaved the mustache off. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. He... That was... But he had already quit, right? No, he's still on there. He's still... Yeah. Oh. Is he, like, the only one left from all of those... That whole guard? Like, the Dan Rather and the... Whatever. (laughs) You're you're comparing Dan Rather to... Alex Trebek? Are these not... <laughs> I don't know. Dan Rather was the newscaster. Yeah. CBS Evening News. Alex Trebek is the... He's the Jeopardy guy. Jeopardy guy. Yeah. you That's right. Pat Sajak. I, okay, I remember... It. Wait, what? Are you thinking Pat Sajak? Who's Pat Sajak? He's the Wheel of Fortune guy. Okay. No, Darren... Okay, so... Dang. Dan Rather's the news guy. No, okay. Like Dan Rather, Peter Alex Jennings. Alex Trebek. Yeah, that's right. Cool, because well, I remembered Alex Trebek from the SNL skit, but I thought for a second that he was one of the people on the... Yeah, weird. Okay. <laughs> you thought he was a news guy? Um, When I was watching this episode, I did know at one point in my life that he was a Jeopardy guy. <laughs> this will probably get cut, because that's embarrassing. No, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, I would think Alex Trebek probably has more um, credibility than Dan Rather, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah
2: sometimes you gotta stop vomiting in the baby bird's mouth and kick her out of the nest. Well, that's a very clever analogy, but you know from our own sidewalk, we are constantly raking up those little dried up bird babies. Luann is just not ready.
0: So yeah, here's where we go into Hank trying to get Luann to move out. You know, telling her, you know, oh, wouldn't it be great to have a room of your own? Oh, we also see that uh, the swordfish is gone from Luann's room. There's no longer a swordfish in the background. Did we actually go into Luann's room? In and episode 104, yeah, we did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because there were a pair of her panties hanging off of the swordfish's <laughs> like beak. Yeah. And so but the swordfish is gone. Hey Luann, here's a thought. Wouldn't you like to have your own
2: room?
1: Well, sure I would. I'd also like a date with Alex Trebek, but I don't see what gonna do since I don't even have my own room.
0: He's really he's really pumping up this crappy little trailer. Yeah. Which she clearly, we learned later, had didn't even go into right. while they were out there. <laughs> <They> just flipped, <laughs> it flipped it over and left. left.
1: Did you know I was the first in my family to go to beauty college?
0: Talk about specific. Her dream is to do hair and makeup in TV and be the person who can get rid of the bags under Michael Douglas's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very mid-90s reference because yeah. you don't see him in stuff much anymore. Every once in a while he just pops up yeah. Something random.
1: Goodbye, Luann. I just wanted you to know that I never read your diary, even though you secretly suspected I did on June eighteenth, nineteen ninety-five. I was wrong to doubt you, Bobby.
0: As as she decides to leave, she's trying to kind of give like an emotional goodbye to the whole family, and so her and Bobby have their goodbye and That's okay. Oh
1: Uncle Hank, I just wanted to tell you you've been like a father to me.
2: Uh, and I just wanted to tell you that, uh, uh, here, let me give you my card. Hold on to that. That'll get you a
0: 10% discount on all your propane needs. Uh, Uh, Yeah. And then she's trying to, she's like really trying to connect and say that he's like trying to have a really good moment with Hank. Saying that he's like a father figure to her and And he gives her a business card (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, As, as good as cash.
2: Well, I don't know how anyone is supposed to know what you're feeling. Sitting there like like a block of wood? That is what you are sometimes. A blockhead. A blockhead? Now that's hitting below the belt. Well, I am sorry, but sometimes you make me wonder what the hell is wrong with you. Oh, really? Well, speaking of hell, if I wasn't so in control of my emotions, I might be inclined to say that's the sort of place you should consider making a, a visit towards. <gasps>
0: Yeah, so this is so this is kind of where it takes the left turn because we think yeah. this is going to be an episode about Hank and Luann's relationship, but it turns into an episode about Hank and Peggy's relationship, right. and to a lesser extent, uh, Hank's emotional distance from his family. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Peggy calls him out on you know not engaging with Luann. Yeah, you know, he claims, oh, I gave her the card. May as well have given her cash. And she tells him he's sitting there like a block of wood. Yeah. Which makes him really mad. Yeah, or he gets called a blockhead. Yeah. And then he gives a very long, like, roundabout way of saying go to- <laughs> yeah, And he realizes halfway good. through, yeah. he's like, there is no good way to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> which, have you been there in fights? Like, the words are coming out of my mouth, and these are not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time, uh, Kim and I were actually having a fight. And she was gonna go on a drive to cool off. And on her way out, I think I had like said something and then we had been sleeping we'd been using a sleeping bag because like we were doing our laundry and I slipped on the edge of the bed on our sleeping bag and <laughs> fell off the bed <laughs> as I said it as she was closing the door and really just lost any like <laughs> any point I was trying to make. Yeah, I can't think of any like fights with Danielle where I don't think like that but I find myself doing that with my son, like yeah. not all the time, but like there are things like, as I'm saying something I'm like, "This is not a good thing to be saying to <laughs> a child." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like either I'm not parenting well, or this is not you know a good way to phrase something. Mm-hmm. Or- <laughs> my love for you is conditional. Oh no.
2: We want to get on the road before that Doctor Demento starts stinking up the airwaves.
0: What is that? Is Dr- that the the weird guy who does all like the alien conspiracy theories or what is it? No, Doctor Demento is sort of uh, think of like a radio show that's like done by Weird Al. Oh, like he's sort of that like comedy comedy novelty songs jokey radio show. Okay, he's like if yeah if Weird Al was a radio show, he played a lot of Weird Al stuff like before anyone else did. So like he actually played Weird Al's stuff not just did the same thing yeah yeah okay. no because he was like he was doing a radio show he wasn't necessarily making the music and stuff okay yeah hmm. he was like the dj were you thinking like alex jones well he's the big conspiracy theory guy yeah and then there's chuck Norrie who's like the big he's the one who's on in the middle of the night and okay is, like, i think maybe that's aliens and yeah that's guy. Yeah. You know, all of that, that kind of like paranormal and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah that's chuck Norrie. because my dad would listen to that and be like oh this guy's nuts and then we'd continue listening because it <laughs> yeah. <that> was hilarious. <laughs> but man, sometimes when you're on a long road trip and it's like one in the morning, that's yeah. just the funniest thing on the planet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, like you really want to figure out what is the breakdown of people who are listening to this for novelty's sake and people mm-hmm. who actually are like way into it.
1: Nancy Hicks Gribble here for Tornado Watch 97, brought to you by Mega Low Mart. Mention that your home was destroyed and get a free five-pound bag of onions.
0: So we cut to Nancy on TV, yeah. and there is a tornado coming. Tornado. <laughs> Do they? did they? Do they have the title "Death Watch '97"? Well, no. The interesting thing was, it's like during the first news cut with Nancy, it's like we won't sensationalize this because we're not like channel 84 yeah you know and then by the end of the episode yeah it's death watch 97 97. (laughs) and she's like in the field and she or no she's not in the field but she's like she her hair is like all frazzled and she's like clearly shaken
1: residents should be on the lookout for a tornado especially if you live in a trailer park because as we all know jim trailer parks can be hell in a tornado Hey, isn't that funny, Dad? Because, I mean, you sort of told Mom to go to hell, right? And then they say on TV that in a twister, a trailer park is hell. And that's where Mom's going.
0: So Peggy and Luann are on their way to. Yep. And so Hank has to figure out how to tell Peggy, which this is where we get into the pre-cell phone era of TV, where you're like, wait. Oh, they just can't. call They you, just have no you. way to contact them. Yeah, which is a super weird, like thought of somebody not being immediately available. Right, like people now get angry if they can't contact you immediately, yeah. or if you like don't pick up your phone. <laughs> it's like oh, which is a terrible thing for me because I always like forget to charge my phone. Yeah, that's the whole thing. But yeah, so this is this is the uh, this is before that writers' problem of uh, cell phones because like I think television writers have all or like and even movie writers have talked about like how their least favorite thing is the cell phone because it essentially fixes all problems i think they've talked about this in seinfeld too yeah like if in seinfeld you had a cell phone essentially there would be no conflict in any of the episodes yeah because it's all like miscommunication yeah you'd be able to figure it out immediately hey george don't buy those computers i don't know
2: there's no reason to panic my telling your mother to go to hell will not be the last words the two of us exchange
0: So Hank's getting all of his. He's he's decides to go and and uh, save Peggy from the tornado, and so he gets his uh, his tornado kit. Yeah, emergency kit, emergency kit together. Which I wonder how many emergency kits Hank has. Yeah, probably it's probably in the dozens. Yeah, he probably has like one for each situation, and it's like labeled and (laughs) and categorized. But he he asked Bobby
2: now, just in case I'm incapacitated for some reason. Do you know how to start a man's heart with a downed power line?
1: No.
0: Well, there's really no wrong way to do it. King of the Hill is definitely relational humor. Oh, yeah. Like, and character-driven humor. But there's just, like, so many, like, one-liners that are just, like, bitingly hilarious. And so it's a really interesting, like, I think that's just, like, one of the best things about the show is, like, you you have this really good mix of, like, character comedy subtle visual comedy and just like hilarious like one-off jokes yeah that you don't really get you know, you usually have one or the other right and you don't get both
2: you better hang on to that camcorder real good because i'm driving right up next to that twister hard copies paying
0: 500 bucks for flying cow video oh we get a flying cow reference in this oh yeah as they're getting ready yeah, Well, there's probably a lot of Twister references in this episode. Because that had just come out, right? I think that was relatively new, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was 90s, something like that. Yeah. It was, uh... Who's in that? Helen who's Hunt? Titanic. 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 <laughs> Titanic. Anyway, Bill, guy, Paxton. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton was in it, and he actually... His... The house he grew up is down the street from where Kim lives. Oh, really? Or her parents live. <laughs> Kim always, like... <laughs> Kim always wants to watch it, but she always wait, she wants to wait for like really bad weather to watch <laughs> nice. it. And she's like, whenever she hears a really bad storm's coming, she's like gets really excited because she wants to watch it. And then like inevitably, it just like clears up and nothing happens, and she's like really upset that there wasn't terrible weather.
2: This tornado is already classified at level two on the Fujisaki scale. A we'll storm that strong will send an egg through a barn door, two barn doors if one of them's open.
1: What would a level three do, Mister Gribble?
2: Level three will send an egg through a brick wall. Tornado chasers call it Humpty's Revenge. Wow. Tornado time is like the end of days, Bobby. The soft shall be blasted through the hard. Chaos will descend upon the well-organized. And the strongest of men will become like a woman of average
0: strength. This is like number three or four in the succession of misquoted colloquialisms. Cause like I th- like I don't think anyone's ever said like an egg through a barn door. Like I don't. Right. Think, yeah, it's like always like pine needles through a brick or something else. But yeah. like I don't like it's it's all it's this. I've like, not this, heard like, enough of these to. Claim oh
1: expertise. yeah, I guess <laughs> that's. <but, laughs>
0: yeah. like, you, you never heard like pine needle through a cinder block? Nope. Yeah, there's just all kind of crazy stuff. Um, or how like a tornado will pick up an entire china cabinet and then set it down, but everything's still intact like nothing's broken no oh uh, yeah wow there's a whole folklore that you've missed out i pretty on. much know the trope of the trailer park and that's about yeah. it oh wow yeah there's a whole there's a whole thing you're missing out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would i, would, I, would, I want to look up tornado facts uh, ah here we go tornado myths facts and safety uh yeah tornadoes have picked up people and items carried them some distance and then set them down without injury or damage and this is a fact People and animals have been transported up to a quarter of a mile without serious injury. Fragile wow. items such as sets of fine china or glassware have been blown from houses and recovered miles away without any damage. However, given the quantity of airborne debris, these occurrences are the exception rather than the norm. Wow. The tornado damage intensity scale actually goes up to 12. Really? The uh, the F-12 level only begins at wind speeds exceeding Mach 1. <laughs> So the probability of a tornado having winds of the speed is infinitesimally small. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one of them. To keep my, to keep from being sucked into the tornado, I can tie myself to a well pipe just like they did in the movie Twister. <laughs> Brilliant. Go for it. While it's unlikely that the tornado will dislodge a pipe, the rope you tie around yourself is more likely to act as a combination tetherball and cheese slicer. <laughs> oh. Lighter winds will... Cause you to be whipped around at the end of the rope Banging against anything within the weight radius of the rope And stronger winds inside the tornado Are just likely to pull your body from the rope And possibly not in one piece Ugh. A tornado can drive a straw through a telephone pole Fact Whoa, there's actually a picture here of a record Lodged into a tree What? Yeah Whoa That's wild Yeah You should put that in the show notes Oh, yeah put a link to that page (laughs) a tornado is not coming directly at me i am safe (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's it well cool we found some of this yeah well that's interesting because i i thought that if there was like a clean tornado or like a it's like something that just touched down if you like would like hold on to something you'd be able to yeah hold on tight enough but we actually oh yeah that's right we had some tornadoes like some like uh what do you dirt devils something like that uh that Sounds like a West Texasism, right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had some of them touch down uh, in my house out in the country. We actually had winds so strong that it picked up our trampoline, which we had tied down with hurricane ties. <laughs> and so we tied down the feet with hurricane ties and then put screws through the poles because we had wow. high winds because we had no trees. Yeah, out there, it was just plains where we were living. And it actually stripped the holes and wow. then took the trampoline. And I was living upstairs and our house had gotten struck by lightning. And so this, the trampoline came and hit the side of the house and woke me up. And I woke up, it was thundering outside. There was something banging on the walls and my TV in my room had turned on and was like white noise. And I was like, woken up and I was like, is there a ghost in the house? (laughs) Like my initial thought was like, am I having a nightmare? Yeah. It sounds like there's a ghost banging on the, like all six of my walls and my TV is on. And it's just, and it's bright because there was like so much like lightning and stuff. And it took me a good like 30 seconds to like realize what was going on, man. And it was terrifying. I was like, no kidding. It's like sitting up in bed. And I was like, (laughs) what is banging on my walls? (laughs) Yeah, it took some of the siding off our shed and uh wow. Sent our trampoline into the field beyond our house. Wow. Yep.
1: Uh just a minute dad. I I forgot something important.
0: Hmm. So Bobby excitedly runs in, <laughs> grabs an egg. Grabs an egg shirt, shirt puts it in his shirt <laughs> pocket, <laughs> which is going to be an incredible payoff later Yes. Yeah. Episode. <laughs>
1: So no many bad memories. There's the fork Mama stabbed Daddy with. Oh, and the anti bottles from that awful night. And oh no, those mango-colored palazzo pants that made my butt look big.
0: So when it when Peggy and Luann get to the trailer park, they kind of find the the thing in shambles, and yeah. they kind of talk about all the bad memories that go right. on there. But we also talk, hear how how Hank proposed to Peggy. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> I surely am not unfond of you, Peggy. I tell you what. Ugh, what kind of marriage proposal is
0: that? So of course on the way out, truck breaks down. Mm-hmm. Out in the middle of nowhere.
2: What? Oh, oh. It's that dang fuel filter again. There's no gas station for miles. Go to the megalomart.
1: They've got everything and a whole lot more. So maybe, just maybe, they'll have fruit pies.
0: But in front of a Megalomart. Right. Convenient. Yes. <laughs> so we go in the Megalomart, and the fuel yep. filters are in like a 12-pack. Yeah. Another great like department store satire. Yeah. Did they have Sam's Club up in up North? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, that's how we would buy most of our groceries, was through Sam's. Yeah. Because we ate like a family of six, and so... <laughs> right. And... And so Hank, Hank tries to just buy one, one. filter and, <laughs> and then she can't sell it to him. Yeah, because... it's clearly not how things with skews work. <laughs> yeah. And I think that might be the first fruit pie reference. I believe so. And the fruit pie, as everyone knows, is a very reoccurring like, Bobby Hill thing. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he loves him some fruit pies. <laughs> and yeah, it's the... Yeah, I think yeah, I think fruit pie like Bobby's love of fruit pie is one of the characteristics that usually sticks out to me. Really, why is that? It's it's just I think it's it's a very or it just like, it, in terms of like uh, it makes a lot of sense on a character level. It, it his love of all things like kind of like almost like pop culture loves of things like manufactured like things that are, like unhealthy mass produced. Um, Yeah, mass produced. It's a uh, crap. Like so, he's he's like very sedentary. Yeah, it's also like something that Hank probably wouldn't eat. Like Hank doesn't eat fruit pies. Yeah, I'm sure. But it's just like the prepackaged fried fruit pie. Yeah, and he just has like an affinity for them. And so, yeah, it's 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 kind of hard to describe. I could probably if I had some time, I could probably delineate a little bit more, but yeah. it's like a very good character choice, I think. Hmm. Interesting. Bobby Hill. yeah One fuel filter.
1: I'm sorry, hun, but those have to be purchased in packets of twelve.
2: Twelve fuel filters.
1: I'm sorry, sweetheart. I can't sell you a package that's opened.
2: I opened it. I'm the one who opened it.
1: I'm sorry, baby, but I can't,
2: for insurance reasons. What insurance reasons? What could possibly happen with an open package of fuel filters? Fuel filters! Honey, quick, that jackass is buying all the fuel filters. What? Leave some for us, jackass. I need a fuel filter. What are they for? I need one. Well, that man buying them by the dozen. Somebody stop him.
0: Yeah, so once Hank gets his fuel filter fixed, we, he, well, he ends up just running out of the store with them. Oh, right. Because <laughs> he yeah. doesn't actually pay for them. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I was kind of wondering if during, like, uh like bad weather or like times of crisis or like like maybe like, you know in like terrible times like hurricane katrina and stuff like what do stores do do they do you think they like i wonder how much merchandise is just like stolen like people run out because yeah, like, i don't know run to the store for supplies like do they post somebody at the door to make sure that people don't just like run out with yeah it probably just depends on the store yeah, yeah the situation. and what, yeah, like, when is the breaking point whenever the store's just, like, take whatever you need and, like, everyone just, like, gets out. Because, like, the store owners have, like, abandoned the right, city. Right, right. And, yeah, because I'm sure that happened in, like, Katrina and Yeah, stuff. yeah, there's like, looting and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, like, hardly looting because the hurricane's just going to destroy all the merchandise anyway. Yeah. So you might as well. Hank fixes his car. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, so they're driving on the road and the hazmat military has quarantine team has shut down the road because one of Hank or one, one of Dale's uh, rat poison <laughs> drums had fallen out yeah falling out of the truck as they're chasing the storm <laughs> yeah and Hank's treatment of Bill earlier in the episode comes around and bites him right in the butt yeah and he has to deal with a bureaucracy of uh, it's a I guess it's a military base or like yeah it's an army base so he's called in as like reserves I guess yeah um, and this is kind of like the time like the between war time where it's like the the army the army kind of like relaxes a little bit between wars right or yeah. almost like and so you kind of get like all these like inexperienced people and so you have the the guy who's like not allowed, allowed to drive the truck or Right. Yeah. Bill wants to be referred to as Sergeant Doherty, Yeah. <laughs> and Hank's not having any part of that.
2: Bill, thank God. Make this idiot let me pass. Uh, just how would I do that, Hank? With my blow dryer or my scissor comb? Bill, come on now. No, oh, I'm sorry. I, I must have a bad case of barber's ear. I can't hear a word you say until you dress me as Sergeant Doherty. Bill, please. The
0: candy. So yeah, they just pull right around as soon as Hank sees an opportunity. But yeah, that's when we have the cut to uh, the Death Watch 97.
1: Nancy Gribble here for Death Watch 97. A level 5 tornado is headed right for Shiny Pines Trailer Park. Shiny Pines residents, we urge you to remain calm. However, if there are any personal issues that you've been waiting to resolve, or if you've never experienced the miracle of lovemaking, now might be the time.
0: And Hank and Bobby show up just as the tornado is coming into the park. He can't find Peggy or uh, Luann. Yeah. But the old lady tells him, like,
1: The Twister's coming! Run for the Frady (laughs) Hole!
0: Which is my favorite. I don't think I've ever heard Frady Hole. No, I didn't know if that that was a Texas thing, because I had not heard that one. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it is. Maybe it's like an East Texas thing. That's like the one area of Texas I haven't really lived. Yeah. Haven't lived in South Texas either north west and central okay so east and south are still a little out of my out of my understanding I, I visited both both places terrible tangent okay so hank goes into the trailer to see if he can find peggy or luann and yeah. and bobby makes his way to the to the shelter and so hank gets stuck out in the tornado yeah and his clothes get blown off yeah he's grabbed hold of the light pole yeah. the power pole um is completely blown sideways Uh, and yeah all his clothes are being ripped off of him (laughs) as he's professing his like sorrow and love to peggy i
2: love you and bobby and luann to a lesser extent
0: it's your typical end of the end of the episode hank speech right where he finally reveals his his true emotions yeah
2: hurry hank hurry it's the eye of the storm come to the shelter
0: So the eye of the storm comes and I think this might be my favorite joke of the episode where looking for something to cover himself up, he sees a Texas flag (laughs) and he sees a cactus (laughs) and he chooses not to disgrace the Texas flag and to use the cactus to cover (laughs) himself up. Yeah, which, yeah, that's, I think that's one of like the truest like tap-ins into like the Texas pride aspect of uh, like probably that and then how cotton fought to defend texas in world war ii i think those are like two of like some of my favorite the the biggest texas pride moments yeah uh but yeah and he makes luann cover her eyes (laughs) yeah uh and he's surprised the old woman's still there to which she declares
1: don't mind me i've seen a barrel of pickles in my day
0: which is just great dirty old woman yeah (laughs) that's your, your typical uh trailer park I've seen a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've probably seen a lot of stuff living in a trailer park. Oh, I'm sure. Man. Yeah. that's. I'm sure it's a. It's an interesting life. But yeah, but Hank makes it down to the to the shelter. Yeah. And they ride out the storm. Ride right out the storm. And we never see the old lady. She never comes out at the end of the episode. That is true. <laughs> uh, but we come back out and, and the trailer's tipped over again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to which Hank says, Well, you don't have a trailer anymore. It's tipped over. I wonder if uh, tornado insurance would cover it now, and so now all the bills are paid. No, oh, that could be. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're gonna say. That's gonna be our in universe expect explica- or in- explanation. Go. And as they're leaving, like I love the fact that like they completely revise history. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> he was never naked. Yep. His underwear did not blow off. <laughs> yeah. And then as we zoom out, yep. the last shot is his underwear in the branches. Um man, I give this one a full tank. Really? Yeah, I I think this is, I have vague recollections of seeing this one on TV, which is kind of rare for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think you know as far as like sort of the Texasisms, mm-hmm. um, and just also just the heartfelt family thing, like it right. just it hit on on all levels, you know. It had the sort of weird, you know, we never got a payoff with the Dale Boomhauer plot right um but yeah you know bill even had his moment of power which you don't get very often mm-hmm. um, yeah i'd go full tank on this one i'm gonna give this a seven eighths three quarters of seven eighths because as you explain it like logically in my head it is like a really good episode and there is a lot of like things that are hitting on all cylinders but for some reason, and I'm not really sure why, and this a terrible reason, but I just didn't like it as much as the gun show episode. Really? And I'm not sure why. Because, yeah, because it does, it does, uh has a lot of good family elements, because we, we get two separate, like, family relation, relational arcs in the episode. We get the Hank and Luann, and we mm-hmm. get the Hank and Peggy arc, and they both resolve pretty nicely. I mean, and there's some solid jokes. Maybe it just weren't as many jokes. Yeah, it's a little more serious. Yeah, I think I think possibly that could be what it is. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just like it's not as as joke filled of an episode. Even though the jokes that are there are really solid. Yeah. So maybe that's I'll just say seven eight because it's a little lighter on the joke side. Okay. Even though the jokes are really good. Yeah, but it doesn't have as many. Like I think I feel like last episode had like. It was chock full of jokes, and they were all really solid jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's do feedback. Feedback. I feel like I want to record some, like, just big guitar feedback. You should. To use as a segue there. We have no interstitials. Yeah, I was wondering about interstitials. So, please, Mr. Flair said that I think Texas City Twister might be the first episode of uh, King of the Hill that he ever watched. Oh, wow. And he never forgot Bobby waiting the whole episode for his moment to throw the egg through the barn door only for the strong winds to hurl it back in his face, which we totally forgot to come back to. But it's I one of my favorite moments. I missed that. When was it? Oh, really? It's, so it's as he's about to go into the cellar door. Oh. It's open and he like sees a like a... He sees a wall of bricks, and yeah. he throws the egg at the bricks, and it blows back, <laughs> <laughs> hits him in the face. And so it's one of it my is, favorite gags from the whole episode. I, totally I think some of the purely it. visual gags I miss, because I'm so into taking notes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it takes me and yeah, so I miss some of the I have to pause visual it. gags. Yeah, yeah, I do that. I have to pause it, and it takes me like 40 minutes to like watch one, 40 yeah. minutes, an hour to finish an episode. Yeah, I'm, that's where the person who was in the break room while I was having lunch yesterday. I thought I was crazy because I'm <laughs> watching something on my phone, taking furious notes and pausing all the time. <laughs> Did they ask any questions or they? Yeah. She sort of gave me an look. I'm like, yeah, friend and I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so I told the whole story of the podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do any you of your workers listen? I sent her a link to it. So we'll see. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've Yeah. I have a couple friends who've been listening. So And several of my, uh, or one of my students uh, at the School of Rock. Nice. He has SCSM35. Who was... Do you remember the name of that? mm Okay. Uh, Texas City Twister is one of the episodes I tend to not watch as often, but it was funny when Hank has to cover himself after getting his clothes blown off. <laughs> his patriotism has no limits. <laughs> and uh, she loves the continuation of the plot and How to Fire a Rifle Without Really Trying in Season 3, Episode 20... Dogdale afternoon where Dale is in the clock tower and as the cops are ready to shoot him, he says that he wants Bobby to do it because he'll put him down clean. Have you seen that episode? Uh-uh. Oh, no. It's a great episode. I think it, it has like a lot of echoes of like... Uh, the UT Tower shooting? Yeah. I wonder when we'll hit that one versus when Campus Carry goes into effect. Oh, yeah. That might actually be kind of close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... Well, we have what? Season 20 three. more episodes? Yeah, season 3 episode what? 20. So, like, 40 weeks. Okay, so it'll be a little after Campus Carry goes into effect. And we'll hopefully have some breaks in between there. I don't know (laughs) if I could go go 40 straight weeks of editing. Other podcasts take breaks, right? So, it's good for... It's okay if we do it. Monty Cuddles said that as a Texan that grew up in a trailer, the suspense in this episode is very real to him. Oh, wow. Yeah, I bet that would be, like... That would kind of be, like, a terrifying... Oh yeah. Thing. I wonder. I wonder if they have like in every trailer park in Texas and Oklahoma and that whole area if they have designated like space for everyone, a shelter kind of things. Yeah. yeah. I kind don't of feel know. like that would be like a legislative thing, like you would or a regulation. No. Maybe. I not. doubt that. Well, private property. You know, Texans big on. Is private that? property do what you want. Is a trailer? I guess. Yeah. It's whoever owns it. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine they're probably. I believe they're mostly in unincorporated parts of counties, so... Oh, yeah. Legal restrictions are even less out there. Lane Prattley Hyundai said that Texas City Twister isn't one of his favorite, but it has some moments. Hank's extreme reluctance to say something hurtful. The old lady in her barrel of pickles. Bobby's (laughs) egg. And that there's really no wrong way to jumpstart a man's heart with a down power line. (laughs) Which, yeah, I think he hit on about all of my favorite... uh, All the good jokes. Yeah. Which, yeah, there's about five... Man, that <laughs> that's like a really good like setup and payoff. It's like Bobby <laughs> runs in and gets it. I'm going to have to go back and watch that now Yeah, just to see the egg. <laughs> so uh, if you have any feedback. Yep. Tornado stories. Tornado feedback stories. On the yeah. Yeah. Man, fe- tornado, tornado, tornado stories stories. Great. sweet. Email us at yep. kingsofthehillpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Twitter, K-O-T-H underscore podcast. Uh, uh, check the Reddit page Reddit for page. our posts. And, and Facebook. Yeah. Kings of the Hill Podcast, right? Yep. Cool. I'm Jordan. I'm Jesse. See y'all next week. Bye. Woo-hoo!
2: nightclub was in the path of gale force winds.
1: Wheezy. It leveled the club out. The strippers are fine, but a customer had his lap broken by one of the dancers.
2: Nothing to worry about. That trailer park is at least three strip clubs away from Wheezy's.